Alright, hello, welcome back to Drinks First, uh, the podcast in which you can meet New York City is kinda eligible. Today I have a guest in which, a guest that I have known my entire life, like actually my entire life, so you guys are in for a treat. He is so much fun and I'm just gonna let him introduce himself. Do you mind telling us how old you are, where you're from? Uh, where you're living now. Yes, thank you, Ariana. Good to be here. Uh, I've heard so much about this podcast, so I'm glad I finally get to be on it. Um, And okay, so I am 26. I'm a native New Yorker, so grew up in Manhattan, uh, not too far away from where Ari grew up. So, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Um, And, you know, currently I'm in business school. So just started something new, which should be fun. Um, and yeah, was there anything else I had to say that I forgot that you asked? No, no, that that's that's good. Yep. Do you want to say where you went to business school or no? Yes, yes. I'm at Columbia right now um, doing a two-year MBA program. Also went to high school on the Upper West Side. So kind of been in that area a lot. <laughs> so it's <laughs> nice to kind of like, you know, sort of end up back where I started. Kind of like a nice little full circle moment. Where did you go to college? Um, I went to Colgate for undergrad and mm-hmm. I went to Trinity for high school. Um, so yeah, it's honestly, it's so nice to be back in school. Like, I feel like it's, it's been a long time coming. I'm, 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 I'm overworked right now. So school. What were you doing like in between school and school? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I graduated from Colgate in 2016, um, spent two years at Nielsen, which is um, like a data analytics company that provides um, like sales data and performance metrics to food and beverage companies. Um, And then after those two years, I decided to actually go work for a food manufacturer um, just to get some sort of industry experience. So I went to Chobani, um, you know, the big Greek yogurt company, and I was there for two years um, doing product development uh, research. So that was fun. So cool. So you're like, a yogurt expert. <laughs> I'm a yogurt man. It's actually really funny. It's like when I like go to school now and like, you know, everyone basically asks you like what you did before. Like they, they basically think I'm this like yogurt man and they think I know everything about yogurt and they're like, wait, so like, what was your job? Did you like make you flavors? It's <laughs> <was> like <laughs> kind of not really, but sort of. Yeah. I mean, you, you did like some innovation stuff, right? That's yeah. so cool. But a lot of it was actually on the like on products that we that I keep seeing we as if I freaking work there. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a lot of stuff like outside of yogurt um, since Chobani is expanding a lot. So they made like oat milk, they made kombucha, all this stuff that is pretty cool. So I I, uh, I worked on that more more than yogurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, since you're like the food and beverage person, like this is something we ask everyone. Where do you like to eat and where do you like to go out? Oh, God, where don't I like to eat? That's such a hard question, especially in New York. Like, There's so many like good places to go. Um, Okay, so where do I like to eat? So I guess like specific cuisine wise, they're just like, I don't know, they're, they're like so many options. I would we say, could go cuisine by cuisine. People love the recommendations. Yeah, I mean, I could go all day cuisine by cuisine. <laughs> um, okay, so actually, there's a place that I really like on the Upper East Side. Um, it, it's like a neighborhood gem. It's called Sofoglia. Have you been there? 
Yeah, I have been so there. So freaking good. And I feel like a lot of people don't know about it because it's kind of tucked away. Yeah. Um, but It's also, good. it used to be really hard to get a reservation because it's such a small restaurant. Is that true? I didn't know that. Like back in the day, it was like the hot place to go. Oh, like when but... it had its time. Yeah. 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 But it's still so good. It's so good. And like, I've been going there, I guess, for years. So like when it was cool and now that it's just kind of plateaued. But it's still, like, the food, I think, is, like, excellent. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that for Italian. Um, you know what I also like for sushi is, um, and, like, it's by you, Momoya. I've never been there before. Oh, really? Momoya's yeah. great. It's so good. It's, like, I, like, we started ordering from there in quarantine just mm-hmm. because, like, a lot of places weren't open. Mm-hmm. And um, Momoya is super good. Yeah. Mamoya is really good. We also were ordering there during quarantine. Yeah. And they have a location in Chelsea as well. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I've like not, it's, it's, it's funny that you're asking me these questions and like my frame of reference is so uptown driven now just because mm-hmm. of like quarantine and stuff. It's like, I've been home mostly like Upper East Side. So uptown and then like Columbia is like very uptown and like yeah. my friends from Columbia like live uptown. So it's funny, like you know, like the first four years out of college, like I was never hanging out Upper East, Upper West. Like I was always going downtown or like Brooklyn, mm-hmm. like where I lived with Armand. Um, but now it's like, I'm just constantly uptown. Let's talk about why you're really here, which yeah. is dating. Dating. <laughs> dating. Um, have you met anybody? Like, have you been meeting new people at school? Like that's such a good opportunity I have right been. now. I have been not like dating wise, unfortunately. Um, I'm still kind of like scoping out the scene, and like since you know, not everyone can be on campus at, uh, campus at the same time. It like it it happens like very differently. Yeah. Like you know, like it's actually kind of awkward. It's like it's like you'll like be on Zoom and you'll have like a Zoom crush, and then and then you'll go see them in person, and it's like oh, you are nothing like what I thought you would be. Zoom crush canceled really Um, yeah (laughs) or or it's the other way around it's the other way around where it's like I meet someone on zoom first and I'm like you're kind of weird I don't want to talk to you and then I meet them in person it's a totally different story um so yeah just like the way people kind of size each other up these days is completely different since there's such a virtual element to meeting people for the first time now I know it's so bizarre uh pro tip there is an auto retouch feature in Zoom. So it will like it like automatically like smooths out your face and I makes know. you look better. I know. I know. So for the people who don't know, enable that in Zoom. If you're like on Zoom classes or on uh, meeting new people on Zoom, it'll make you look better. <laughs> I should honestly use that. And I'm honestly so freaking vain. I feel like I'm looking at myself on zoom all day long instead of like paying attention to what the teacher is saying have you tried doing any sort of virtual dating like during quarantine i haven't my sister did and it's had wild success for her i really oh yeah wild success she like she like went on like dates with this guy and like of course virtually for like a month in like the peak of when coronavirus was hitting new york like 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 april did like facetime date and like she'd like get really hammered and then like FaceTime him so that it wouldn't have to be as awkward. But it actually ended up working out and like they met on Hinge, like 
they FaceTimed a bit. They have a really good mutual friend and now they're dating. So it worked out for her. For That's me. so crazy. I didn't oh, realize yeah, that they met like during. They met during like COVID peak. Wow. Yeah. An inspiration. She's a, I, she's an she's inspiration. Honestly, an inspiration. Me, I feel like these days I'm just like scrolling through Hinge and there's nobody I like. And I can't tell if I'm picky or like just lame. I can't tell. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say you're picky. I think you should keep your standards high always, but... Do you think you so? Know, yeah, I mean, if you're not... If you go into something and you're, like, not really that into it, like, you're probably going to ruin it off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there needs to be something about the person that excites you when you're when you're virtually, like, online dating. That's what I think. It, whether it be, like a photo or like an answer to something they said or like your conversation is good like there should be something that hooks you some some something that pulls you or like draws you in I agree but honestly like I don't know what my problem is I think I wonder like I don't know if this is true but like because I don't swipe right on a lot of people on hinge and because I don't chat people I feel like they don't show me good people I, I'd believe that. I also think that Hinge's algorithm is kind of whack because I, I don't really use Hinge that much because yeah. the people I get are like not cute. Okay, thank you. It's not just me. <laughs> it's not just you. Like the people I get are just not cute. And like I will see on my other friends like Hinge's and they are so good looking. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I understand why you use Hinge. But like you look at my Hinge and you tell me like what, what I'm doing wrong. And I, I actually. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, does Hinge think I'm ugly? <laughs> that's what I thought too. I literally, that's what I thought too. I was like, is Hinge judging me like based on how attractive, like how many other people are swiping on me? And so then they give me people that they think are like in my attractiveness range. <laughs> yeah no I think about this all the time all the time this is why I don't like hinge that's why I don't use it but I see that it has worked for so many people so I'm like you know you use what works for you but I do not feel like I get the 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 best group of people on hinge what do you use if anything I, I like bumble um bumble. that's a good one yeah I met my ex off of bumble but granted it was because like I was like in a different country. So I was like more open to like putting myself out there because yeah. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. Um, but even now still, I think I prefer Bumble over, I definitely prefer Bumble over Hinge. Also, maybe it's because I like don't have a <laughs> long attention span. Like, so when I'm on Hinge and I'm like reading through all these profiles, I'm like, oh, like this is so much work. <laughs> It is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I think it's like, it's almost kind of wild how many people I could like swipe through in a day. Like you don't I realize know. it, but you might have just swiped it like 40 people just like lying in your bed doing nothing. I know. And it kind of just goes back to what you were saying before. Like when you're on Zoom and you see somebody and you're like, uh, like, I don't know if I'd get along with this person, but then you meet them in person and it, it's a totally different thing. Like that is literally why dating apps don't work. Yeah, so so when I was dating my ex, uh, we so we met through a mutual friend. 
who had set us up and like no 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 dating apps involved and then after a few months we realized that we liked each other on the league like three months before on the league wow yep yep yep. we'd liked each other and we were in our like expired matches and we just never ended up talking and like it makes me think like for the few people that I do end up matching with and just never bother to talk to like Am I actually passing up, like, what could be a viable opportunity? I honestly, like, was just thinking about that, and I talked to somebody else about this. But, like, have you, like, there's so many people that we've already swiped on, and it's, like, future swiping gives you the validation in the moment that you're, like, okay, cool, like, I'm, I still got it. But there's got it. <laughs> there's so many people that we've probably matched with and never talked to or a conversation maybe fizzled out that like why don't you revisit it? I think I think it's because we're constantly like looking for more. You know, it's like it's like it's it's kind of like we're kind of spoiled for choice. Yeah, it's like there's all there's 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 like so much more out there that you feel like you haven't found it yet instead of like actually making do with what you have. Yeah. So well, that's that's such a good example. I think that like this is a good exercise for everybody is like look back in some of your matches and see if there's somebody that you're like, you know, really attracted to or had like a good conversation with and it kind of fizzled out and just like reach out because why not? Like I, I completely agree. You know what? You've inspired me to do this today. Maybe yeah, today I'm gonna do this. Go go back and look at your like league matches, look at your hinge or Tinder and be like, Oh yeah, I was talking to this person or I didn't really talk to this person and let me message them and if they're weirded out, like fine, whatever, I'm back where I started. <laughs> no, that's fair. like everybody's afraid of rejection, but it's also like you're right back where you began your ego is just a little more bruised which is something that can get over but there's nothing to lose per se it's like literally anything no you're not losing anything yeah and this is what i say to also friends who like maybe meet somebody off of a dating app and they go on a few good dates um and then maybe it doesn't work out and it's like well because this person like isn't in your life and isn't in like your friend group or your orbit you literally didn't lose anything Like you, you literally met somebody and you're not entitled to anybody's like time or like love or any of that. So it's like you meet somebody, you have a good time. And if it doesn't work out, like, yeah, sure. Be sad about it. But you're right back where you started, which is probably not a bad place to begin with. It's not a bad place to begin with, but I think it gets exhausting. You know, like that constant, like up and down and up and down. And yes, like you you're you're where you started but after a while it's like oh god i have to do this again um maybe some people are a bit more optimistic when it comes to dating than i am (laughs) (laughs) well tell me a little bit about some of your old relationships like what has dating been like for you so i was in like a pretty serious relationship for like uh almost two years like a year and a half Mm -hmm. um and yeah that again was like a mutual friend setup which I think is like the best way to kind of 
meet somebody just mm-hmm. like, for me that's worked the best um just because you're already kind of in the same circle or like one degree of separation circle so it's just like you kind of you kind of click better um and have just more things in common so that was for about like a year and a half and I think it was like honestly like my first real like first relationship ever um and it was it it was good and like I think it was like it's very important to like to have a, like a number of relationships before you settle down because like you need to know like what you want and like you can only really know that once you have enough practice and once you have enough like experience like knowing what you need from somebody else and also knowing how to get it and like how like 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 how you need to sort of voice your own needs and how you need to sort of be the person that you want to be in, in a relationship so um like it was really good for that I think we always knew that like it wasn't like a forever thing I think we always knew mm-hmm. like like there was this like underlying like understanding almost like an elephant in the room that like this was not for like the long end game and I think that's why it ended like you know he was like in New York only temporarily he didn't want to move uh or sorry he um didn't want to stay he wanted to move either like back to the Midwest or to the West Coast um so I think he was just like his heart wasn't really set on New York and I don't mm-hmm. think like we were really we didn't want to do long distance either so 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 I think it was really nice for what it was and I think like I was in a time in my life where like I really needed a relationship to kind of like help me get through like stuff going on like in my own life so I think like relationships happen when you need them most and it was a good learning experience and it was fun but I think like coming out of that I I do feel like my next relationship I'd be like looking for something maybe a little bit more not meaningful but like a little bit more maybe long term yeah a little more serious serious yeah yeah exactly that's the word yeah something with like potential to be like a longer term thing I mean you are 26 not that that's old but it's like maybe a time that a lot of people are settling I feel like one day I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be like 29 and I'm gonna be like oh okay and like most of my friends are in serious relationships like most of my best friends barring a couple are all in like committed serious relationships um and like it's cool like like it's it's good but like it's gonna get to a point I think like as I start getting older where social stuff becomes more coupley yeah and it's like couples meeting other couples and doing couple things and it's like uh I'm gonna have to get on that train at some point (laughs) to find someone to do that (laughs) I mean you can always be like single and do those things but it obviously feels better to have like a partner yeah exactly exactly and like you don't want to be that like single friend (laughs) that comes to all the couple things well I mean I'm sure I don't you're not gonna wake up and be 29 like you're just going through this like you literally just got to business school you're gonna meet so many new people you're putting yourself out there on this amazing podcast like oh also (laughs) true also true so who knows like what is going to happen but what I think is really important about what you said about your like last relationship 
is that it's so important. Like, even if a relationship doesn't work out, it's so important because you learn a lot about, like, yeah. who you are and, like, how you should be treated. Yes. And, like... Absolutely. Like, totally, like, the that's something I learned, like, when I was in my last relationship. It was, like, okay, well, somebody can treat me this way. Like, somebody can treat me with, like, respect and with dignity and make me feel this way, like... And that's what I should be demanding from all relationships in the future. Absolutely. Um, and at the same time, it also made me realize, like, there are things that I didn't realize I cared about, but I do. Mm, um, yes, yes, 100%. You, like, yeah. there there are all these needs that you suddenly have that you didn't think were important. Yeah. They, like, were. <laughs> well, like, what were some of those things for you? So I think for me, like a big one was so like, you know, how like how they have those like love languages. Yeah. So I feel like it's a good way to like figure out like what your love languages are in a sense. And yeah, like, you know, you can say what you think, but like, it's only until you really are in a relationship, can you actually know? And I think for me, my, like my, like, the way I both like, give and receive, like, I think love is through acts of service. I think that's mm-hmm. like my like number one way of showing somebody that I feel for them and that like that's how I want it to be reciprocated. Yeah. Um, and I think like a, a problem in our relationship, I think was that he like his his he his love languages didn't really match up with that. Like there mm-hmm. were all these times where like I feel like I would do like little nice things for him and like it doesn't have to be these like big you know monumental things like it could literally be like oh like you know uh you're really stressed right now so like I will uh you know do your laundry for you because yeah time it's something like that and it's like yeah I think he just didn't really operate that way where like he would say thank you when I would do it but then I would kind of expect like a little bit of reciprocity there yeah it never really happened and also those like little acts of kindness would sometimes go unnoticed or, you know, they'd be appreciated the first few times and then it kind of becomes just an expectation. Mm-hmm. So it's like learning how to like, you know, express that love language of like acts of service, but also like not having too high expectations on getting it back, even though it's like kind of what you hope to have. Um, and it's and it's sort of like learning how to articulate that need. You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because somebody actually asked me to talk about love languages on the podcast. So for people who don't know what love languages are, it's like these five things that some like doctor came up with or something, but <laughs> some dude. <laughs> some dude, and like it just caught on. Like you can take a test online to figure out your love languages, and a lot of people have done that. And to be honest, I think they're pretty accurate. Um, the five love languages are words of affirmation, which is like when people like to be encouraged and affirmed and listened to, um, the next one is physical touch. So that's kind of self-explanatory, but people like the nonverbal use of like body language and touch to show love then receiving gifts which a lot of people think is like an embarrassing one to have but it's like yeah it's fine (laughs) I mean I think it's actually based around like thoughtfulness and like you know putting somebody putting your like significant other like first and um you know showing your affection 
in like a more tangible way um then quality time which is like one of mine um which is like uninterrupted and focused time together like one-on-one time is really important and then the last one is what you said acts of service so exactly what you said like if you're stressed out like maybe your like significant other will do your laundry for you it's like letting them know that you want to help or you can like exactly and in a in a way that is, you know, they go they go out of their way to help you. And like you recognize that as something that is is like important to you. And that's how you share love. I think like it, it is sort of like an arbitrary thing, like love languages. It kind of makes me think of like um the personality test where it's like you're like E N T J. You know, I just had to take that the other day, yeah. Yeah, I don't ever remember what mine is, but <laughs> some people really like live by that. Um, and some people really live by their love languages. And I think generally those things are kind of arbitrary, but they're also like, they are good ways to kind of base what you are looking for and how you show your love. And like, that is, if you're in a relationship, like that is a good thing for both of you to kind of like, do you know, yeah, do yeah. and figure out. It's kind of fun. Like, it is fun. Um. It is fun. Because for some person, it might be, you know, it might be physical touch and you might not have known that. And then like, physical touch was you, not you... <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you right now. And like, I didn't know that until like I was in the relationship. <laughs> You'd be like in public and I'd be like, do not touch me. <laughs> And we we know people where physical touch is totally their love language. Oh, it's their public love language. It's their they very want everyone public. to know. <laughs> like some people are just like that. I'm also like I'm not a PDA person whatsoever. Nope. But, nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad not. you brought that up though because I think it's super important and it is something that like I should address on here. Um, it's not like a live all be all die like diehard thing but it is kind of a good way to understand like how you show and receive love i think it's definitely yes i totally agree it's like a good barometer to like see sort of like how you like to give and receive love i think one thing i would also add is that and you kind of touched on this is i think like you take these tests and it's so mood based so like if i took this test right now and like i got like acts of service like six months later like when my life is different and like i need different things and like I see myself as like a different person, I could get a different result. So it's not like you're loving. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. And I have done that. I've taken that test. I've also taken that like personality test, yeah, like at different points in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it changes all the time. So it's like, like I said, totally arbitrary. But it is kind of good to understand where you're at right now. Um, and like that being said, when you're in a relationship, I think. Like the things that I found that were like important to me that I didn't realize before were like small things maybe to me, but maybe bigger things to the other person, which were like, I really like, I enjoy going out to eat like a lot. And my like, in the past, like people that I've been with might not, there are people who don't, there are people who are like, I don't want to spend my money like going out to eat. Like I'd rather, like, I don't care that much about food. (laughs) 
like that's that's the thing like that's not something I ever realized that like somebody would not be on the same page about with me and like it was and I was like well this is something that's like a big part of my life which is like I love going out and socializing with my friends and like going to meals and eating good food like that is a big part of my life so I want to be able to share that with someone absolutely maybe we should just date I know on the same page I mean, can you, like, become straight, please? (laughs) Well, why don't, like, you, so you were in that, like, long-term serious relationship, like, one and a half, two years. Like, what happened after that? So, okay, so when that ended, and it ended on, like, pretty good terms. So, like, it's not like there were a lot of, like, hard feelings. I think it was, like, very, like, it was very much like a mutual understanding that like we were just going separate ways and like we kind of didn't see the relationship going forward. So I was like kind of upset for like, you know, like a little while, like had my little mourning period. And right after that, (laughs) you know how everyone like wants to have like a slut phase or like how like everyone has a slut phase. I like never had that ever in college. I didn't have ever like ever ever. in your life. Never, ever, 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 never. In high school, I didn't because, like, I was ugly. And then in no, you were not. In you were college, not. In college, Wait, were you were you out in high school? No, 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 no. Oh God, no! Don't don't you remember I dated that girl who was like way younger than me? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Did she know? Uh, no, but I hope she does now. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> also, disclaimer, way younger. I'm talking like two years. Two two and a half years. But 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 in high school that means a lot. Yeah. Because now it wouldn't be the same. Like yeah. yeah. Like, like like now two years is not a big deal. Um, but yeah, so like I never really had that like quote unquote slut phase that people have because in college, like, you know, at Colgate, like there there wasn't much of a dating pool for me. So that you know yeah. that, that wasn't really an option. And then I got into this. And also you thing. were like, you were in like a frat. You were like in, you were ingrained in straight culture oh, at Colgate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, Ooh, that, that was quite a time. Um. <laughs> Why? Like what, what possessed you to do that? At Colgate? Yeah. Well, the thing is like at the place like Colgate, it's like a small liberal arts college in the middle of nowhere. So there's not a whole lot going on, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, like you visited. It's in a freaking like four-way intersection, snows like 10 out of 12 months of the year. <laughs> so so all there really is to do is like go out and drink, yeah. which for me wasn't a problem. I love doing that. But yeah, the way to kind of maintain a social life at Colgate was to do Greek life. You're either mm-hmm. on a sports team, which, like, we both know was not the option for me. So the other was Greek life. And honestly, like, yeah, there wasn't much of a dating pool. But I actually think that, like, being in Greek life for me, like, taught me a lot about myself. You know, it's like you talk, like, you talk about, like, self-discovery and, like, how, like, you need to be in, like, a relationship, like, yeah, I wasn't in a relationship, but I was able to like learn a lot about myself because it's like, how do you conduct yourself? And like, how do you find things like, you know, friendships and connections and like self-worth and whatever 
when you are like pretty different from everybody around you yeah um and I think like that exercise was actually like not to sound cheesy but like very empowering because I feel like like by the end of it like I had so many friends like I had a really good time yeah like you know was the dating situation sucky yes you know was it hard sometimes not having people more similar to me around yes that was hard but like I think it was a really great exercise in like learning how to hold on to yourself and like hold on to who you are and like be be authentic and like learning and 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 sort of seeing how like when you are your most authentic self around people like they're naturally going to like you the most and like COVID yeah. was a place where like people really felt like they had to be something different in order to fit in and like for me it was just like a nice way to learn that like I didn't have to do that in order to make friends so you got out of college and you never yes. had that hoe phase never never had the hoe phase right and then I was in this relationship for two years ish so after that I was like you know what it's time for the hoe phase here we go mm-hmm. and I was like so like I got on hinge like I was like let's let's do this let's hoe it up um so you know that lasted a good three months <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't even that, like, slutty. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, like, I maybe went out with, like, three people. That's um, it? <laughs> but, no, but, like, but, um, like, not not just, like, dates. Like, it, like, in, like, it, it was, like, a three to four month period of, like, a revolving door of, like, people that I went on, like, at least, like, seven dates with. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. It so just, like, so you're just, like, shaping up to be more of a monogamous person. I think so. Yeah. So that's the trajectory of this. And after that, those three months, I was like, okay, well, this was stupid. I don't want to do more of this. <laughs> so just not. Um, and then honestly, like, and I, it's crazy to admit this, like the last like date or like person I like, you know, like the last kind of thing I had with the person was last October. And since I mean, then, no, honestly, like, yeah it's not that crazy considering the fact that like life has been on pause for a lot of people for like six months life is i mean not for my sister look at her she's fucking killed it but (laughs) but for the rest of the not everyone can be so lucky like (laughs) no it's true but like since october like really i i went on one date uh in may and Mm -hmm. like hinge date super nice guy like but he was 22 23 and I'm 26 Mm -hmm. and it's like we were talking about how like just a like a two-year gap isn't a big deal but to me it kind of was in the sense like it's not weird if you date somebody that like you know like a three to two year gap but like for me it was like I'm at the point now where I'd rather date somebody older than me or my age but not younger Mm mm-hmm um, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like I'm 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 like a very like forward thinking person in terms of like I'm always thinking about what's next, um, which is good and bad. But because of that, I think I would rather sort of meet somebody who is either my age or older because I'm moving in that direction. The more that yeah. I live, you know. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, like so honestly, just like to answer your question, like since the relationship, there was a very short lived, unfulfilling if you want to call it hoe phase and since then <laughs> nothing well how did you meet those guys like all, all, all hinge all hinge yeah i also went through a brown phase so 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 all these people <laughs> were brown because i was like wow i've like, like i've never really like you know like 
been with like a like like a brown person so I was like all right like let's do this like let's preface this by also saying you're brown (laughs) oh yeah that's good to know (laughs) (laughs) it's not like some weird like fetish phase I know I don't have like a weird like skin color fetish no no I am brown (laughs) so (laughs) what was that like like dating like brown boys as a brown boy you know it was kind of nice because it was like I feel like there's a lot that you don't have to explain there's a lot of underlying things that are just like kind of understood um and it's funny like in my previous relationship like he was white and he like always he took a very active like he really wanted to understand like Indian culture and he I honestly think he liked India more than I did, to be honest. Like, he was, like, very <laughs> down to learn and, and like, jump into Indian culture. Um, and that was nice, but it was, like, it kind of got a little, like, exhausting after a while. I don't know why. It was, like, like just, like, sit down, like, relax. Um, and with brown people, it was just a little more, it was just, like, a more natural, easy connection that I think just like you grew up in a similar way you have a similar palette you you know we're t- you have somewhat similar values you know to to some degree at least in terms of like how your parents think um you know you've had that experience of having like two cultures um mm-hmm. and like for me it was like nice to have that it's you know is that a deal breaker no it's not but like it was just kind of nice to experience for the first time yeah having those like cultural similarities yeah yeah how come none of those guys worked out (sighs) because people suck (laughs) no 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 i'm kidding um no you're not kidding (laughs) (laughs) people suck um no i think um one of them was honestly i don't remember Oh God, oh God. One of them, I think I told you the story. One of them decided he liked girls halfway through. What? Oh man, this story is wild. Um, so one of them, uh, he, so we went, so we, we maybe went on like five or six dates. Like things escalated pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, I won't get into the details, but like after like date, whatever, six or seven, he kind of just like, drops off the face of the earth um and like he like he was the one who would always be texting me like always wanted to meet up like you know very 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 eager and attention is nice but when that stopped I was like wait something's going on so he kind of just like you know iced me out for like a week or so and finally like I'm the kind of person where I'm like I don't like people that ghost I don't ghost I don't like being ghosted so I'm like, you know, if you've been on like a, a bunch of dates with somebody and like if like you've given them your time, like you should have the guts to actually like speak up and in a respectful way, just be like, I've really enjoyed meeting you, but this is not like, you know, I don't really see like a future here. And I think like, like, yeah, owe it to somebody to say that um, because like otherwise it's just like a total douchebag thing to do. And like, I get that like it's an uncomfortable conversation, but th- like that comes with dating. You know, it's like if you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to date somebody like you need to be okay with like turning people down and being turned down and transparency and giving people that 
courtesy is like the least you can do. So I kind of forced that out of him where I was like, in, like I sent him like a very casual text and I don't remember the exact wording of it, but it was basically like, you know, like totally understand if you're not down, like just, you know, let me know and I'll stop like, you know, bothering you. Like it's totally cool. Just like, let me know either way. Um, and then he was like, can yeah. I call you? And I was like, oh God, I was like in the office and I was like, why the hell do you want to call me? So he like calls me. I like stepped into like a <laughs> conference room and it was so weird. He literally treated it like I was getting like denied from a job interview. Like just like the way he was talking about it. He was like, so like it's been really great to, you know, to get to know you. And, you know, like I think that we like, you know, our great emotional counterpart, like he just had like no chill about it. But basically what he said was <laughs> he was like, you know, I think after like being with you, I think I've realized that like, I'm going to start dating girls again. And I think like, you know, a lot of like being with you kind of made me realize that and I was like, Oh, Oh, oh my God. Anyway, he mistakenly left uh, like a $200 bottle of wine in my apartment the last time that we saw each other. And it was meant to be like a birthday present for me, but he grabbed the wrong bottle of wine. It wasn't like he bought me like a $20 bottle of wine but he just ran out of the house late from his house and just brought the wrong bottle. That was meant to be like a big birthday present for him from his best friend. And he asked if he could get it back. And I said, yes, cause I felt like weird in the moment. And then I went home and I drank it and it was the best one I've ever had. And I told him that I, that <laughs> <laughs> and I blamed it on Armand. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Armand. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but I totally blamed it on Armand. <laughs> I mean, background: Armand is my brother. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny! So, yeah, I got like a polite rejection and a two hundred dollar and and a two hundred dollar bottle of wine out of um out of this uh, little experience. So it was, it was worth, absolutely it. worth it. That wine was the best wine I've ever had. Oh my god, it was like a, it it. I think it was like like a 1992 like Bordeaux. I don't even know. It was out of control. And and oh if he's god. listening to this, I'll have him know that I drank it in plastic cups. So <laughs> so I hope he enjoys that. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, like on a more serious note, like, I understand, like, you know, issues around, like, identity and, like, sexuality can be very confusing, and I understand, and, like, I appreciate after having to kind of wean the information out of him, he was upfront with me, and, you know, like, you, at the end of the day, like, you gotta do what's right for you, so. Yeah. Well, how, how do you feel that, like, your, like, your journey with your sexuality, do you think that it was, like something you knew all along or was it something that like you you mm. didn't feel comfortable because of our families like that's a good question I think I think it's something you definitely know all along mm-hmm. and I think it's like it's like a voice in your head that gets louder and louder over time um so it's always kind of there right and it kind of just like grows and grows and grows and grows until it's like oh shit like I actually think I need to like listen to this like 
part of me that like isn't going away you kind of like spend your childhood just thinking it's going to go away and then it like maybe for some people it does but like for me it didn't Mm -hmm. and I think once I reached like freshman year of college it like you know it really started dawning on me that like this was definitely a big part of who I was and it was preventing me from like kind of being open and honest with like other people it was affecting my friendships it was affecting like my own mental health so you know nothing bad but like I just think you hit a breaking point where it's like I don't even care anymore like what people are gonna think but like I need to say this so that I can carry on with my life yeah (laughs) you know it becomes like a burden that's too big to bear to, to yeah to hide it for sure well did you have did you have any experiences like before you came out that sort of dictated that or you just kind of always Um, knew I think I always knew I'd I'd also like never like you know dated guys or been with guys prior to me coming out so it was yeah so it was like of course I'd been with girls but like I'd never even like experimented so and even despite that, like, I, I just knew. You were so sure. Yeah. 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 And like, people would ask me, they'd, they'd be like, but like, how do you know, you know? And it's like, well, it's like, how do you know that like, you like, you know, like, if like, if I'm talking to a girl, it's like, okay, well, like, how do you know that like, you like boys? Like, it's just like very intrinsic in you, you know? It's yeah. Like, and like, I'm sure like, you know, that you liked boys before you started kissing boys. So like, yeah. it's like the same thing, you know? Yeah. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, you said, so you met all of these guys on Hinge, Mm, like during your like quote unquote ho phase. Like, why didn't you get on Grindr? Oh, that's way too much. (laughs) That's like way too much. You think so? Oh yeah. Have you ever looked at like the Grindr interface? Yeah. It's literally just tiles of like shirtless men and they just like send you unwarranted pictures of parts of their body I do not need to see up front and I think just like going back to what you were saying about how I'm like on more of like a monogamous track I just like I don't think that's the app for me I've used it I've yeah I've acted on it and I just get like a little moral hangover the next day um that just like Mm -hmm. doesn't really fly with me and you know what I think it works for a lot of people and like I think that's good like that's what it's there for but I just don't think I need that like like for me like I'm a little bit more invested in like getting to know somebody before like actually like you know jumping into bed with them yeah for sure call me old-fashioned but like that's just my preference (laughs) no literally the fact that we have to call that old-fashioned like it's it's not I think just all of our sensibilities have kind of shifted with like you know dating app culture, porn culture, internet culture, like all of these things yeah. come to an amalgamation that like yeah. just make us think that it's like totally fine to, and it is totally fine. Like if you want to sleep with someone you don't know, you should. Like, you should. And uh, there's like, no shame in that. Anybody should do that. Like there's no absolutely shame no shame in that. But like, and in a way, like what I'm just saying is that it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing, but it's just different that like, now people are more like I don't know I don't know if I would say people are more freely sexual like maybe they are but I think they definitely are I just think there's like a satisfaction factor here and like for me like going on Grindr and like meeting somebody like just like the satisfaction from that is just not very high yeah 
yeah, I totally feel that. Have you tried like apps in the middle, like like Bumble and Tinder? Yeah. Wow, wow, Tinder. I, I feel like Tinder's dead. You know, yes and no. Like I it's not my preferred app, but there are still people on you know, I was talking to my friend and she was like, Tinder is for followers and foreigners. So like Instagram followers and foreigners because yeah, foreigners use mostly use Tinder. So like that, and I was like, I was like, that's so true. Like when you go to other countries, they're not like as many people who are on like Bumble or Hinge. They're more on Tinder. Spain was all Tinder. Like like yeah, Spain it was like full on Tinder. Um, Exactly. I used them more like in college. But I think after college, it was mostly I like dabbled in the league, which I think is just the stupidest app in the entire world. <laughs> no, didn't your sister like, meet somebody off of the league? I think she did. Yeah, and like they they actually dated for a while, for like a year. Yeah. So, um, do you think like now that you have more of an idea of what you're looking for, like, do you have like a type? Do you have like criteria? Like, what are you looking for? That's a really good question. Um, okay. I would say personality wise, ooh, it's hard. And you know, it's 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 actually funny you say this because I was thinking about it, and this ties back to like my first relationship where I feel like you like the older you get, the more you have to start realizing that you're gonna have to make sacrifices and that you're not gonna get the ideal person. Like the ideal person is not going to walk through your door who meets your, you know, standards on personality on background on looks like you're just not gonna get that that does not exist call me cynical but like I really think like relationships are all about compromising and I think I'm still kind of figuring out like across my ideal type like what I'm willing to like uh sacrifice versus from like versus what's like more of like a deal breaker I think I'm still figuring that out but like I think like in the ideal scenario like uh somebody who is outgoing um somebody who uh is smart um but smart in a different way than me so like you know somebody who can like challenge the way that I think and like give like a different sort of perspective or like lens on day-to-day small things be it like human interactions like with other people or like the way that they would do something just like giving me like a different perspective and like rounding out the way I think um, I think would be a good one. I think somebody who also like challenges me. I think like, you know, I don't want to be somebody who like gets too complacent either, you know, be it in job or friendships or like whatever, like somebody who will push me um, in a, you know, in a healthy way. Um, and I would say definitely somebody with a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all those things sound so generic. So I like, I hope it doesn't sound like so cookie cutter. But I would probably say those things are probably the most important to me, um, as well as height. Yeah. Yeah, height. Yeah, height is good. It's crazy. And this is really, again, vain. But I think I'm also most attracted to people who kind of look like me. (laughs) I would believe that. It's really weird. But I think, like, I am most attracted to people that, like, resemble my features, be it, like, stubble or be it like you know like darker like brown hair brown eyes um more of like a Mm -hmm. like a leader and when you 
when you say height, you want somebody like your height or taller, right? Not like shorter. I'd say like five eleven, yeah, or like above. I'm 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 six feet tall, but like anybody kind of like five eleven, five ten, and above. I think height is important to me. I don't know why, but it is. Yeah, I mean height height is important to a lot of women. Like it is. Height it, is. is it is important to a lot of women, but I think like in a lot of gay relationships, you see it's more common to find height discrepancies. It is. But I like, Mm -hmm. I like, I like tall. Yeah. Okay, well, if you fit any of that description, (laughs) or you just think that, like, he sounded interesting and somebody you'd like to get to know more, then slide into the DMs at drinks.first on Instagram. We're almost done. We have one more segment that we do, which is called Shots. Okay. And they're just this or that rapid fire questions. Oh, love this. Let's go. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. iPhone or Android? Oh, iPhone. Laundry or dishes? Ooh, dishes. Zoom or FaceTime? FaceTime. Work hard or play hard? Ooh. Mm. Can't you do both? <laughs> <laughs> Dine out or delivery? Dine out. TikTok or Instagram? Ooh. I'm going to go with TikTok because I think a lot of Instagram's like funny meme content is recycled from TikTok. Yeah. T. Um... <laughs> Money or fame? Uh, money. Spicy or mild? Spicy. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coffee or drink state? Oh, drink state. Always. Drinks first. (laughs) Exactly. Drinks first. And if you had a boat, what would you name it? (laughs) If I had a boat, what would I name it? Um, oh man, I don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know. I've never thought of having a boat before, so I don't know what I'd name it. Um, I'd name it Drinks First. (laughs) Somebody, (laughs) literally somebody said that to me. The last person I recorded with said that to me. Funny. (laughs) It's a catchy name. It is. I gotta trademark this shit. Yeah, exactly. And what do you do on a boat? You drink. <laughs> that is the so only thing you do drink. on a boat. Well, yeah, and then the person who's, who's like sailing it, sails it, but the rest of the people drink. I mean, that's the kind of boat I want to be on. Right? Exactly. Okay, well, guys, if you, men, if you enjoyed this podcast and you're interested in meeting our guest, you can, shocker, uh, that's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> um, you can DM me on Instagram at drinks.first. If you don't have an Instagram and you're listening to this, you can email me drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm your host, Ariana. You can find me on all social media at ariana.nathani. And if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends, rate it, 
on Apple, review it. It really helps me out. Follow it, subscribe, whatever, on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. This was awesome. And I'm so glad you like bared with me through all the technical difficulties. Oh, no, but... no problem. No problem. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. All right. Peace. You've always had what it takes to make it happen. And we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.